Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jesse again with uh, Paroled from Hell. Uh, this is our very fourth episode, and uh, it's just going to be me today. But uh, this was something that I really wanted to touch on and really start getting a little more in-depth with exactly what I'm doing here and what exactly I think the world needs to be doing. Um, you know, our program teaches us that we are to reach out and we are to help the next suffering addict or alcoholic. And, you know, in my mind, this is what we call God's work. You know, uh, I'm never with my sponsees. I never say, you know, I never push the God issue, but let's face it. You're not my sponsee. So this is something that I feel very strongly about. And <clears throat> I'm just going to talk your ear off for however long I talk your ear off about what I want to talk to, because this is the podcast that I wanted. And this is by means, no professional opinion on my side. This is my opinion. This is how I feel about it. And, you know, some people will agree with it and some people won't agree with it. And that's perfectly fine with me. Uh, you know, I bring up uh, God's work because the epidemic of addiction and the craziness of this, of this disease is it's taking people down left and right. You know, it's really easy to just focus on your area and what you got going on in your city or your state or even just the United States. But this is a worldwide epidemic. You know, this is the numbers have grown in over the overdose rates exponentially in the past 20 years. And, you know, I did, I did a little research before I started this because I didn't want to come on here and just start blabbering on about what my opinions are or anything like that. I figured I might have a little bit of fact to follow me. Um, in the 21st century alone, worldwide, we've had over 200,000 deaths accompanied to overdose of all kinds of drugs. And a big part of those overdoses come from the medications that uh, Big Pharma or whatever you want to call them uh, put out there. You know, they, uh, <clears throat> as I was just looking through these numbers and I have a couple points that I want to bring up that blew my mind. Like, and it just it kind of fueled this podcast even more because these numbers are insane. Like I said, we've had over 200,000 deaths in the worldwide alone. But in 2016, we had 64,070 deaths in the United States. That's crazy. Like Asia in the, in the span of 2015 to 2017, like accounted for 35% of the worldwide total, which is roughly 70,000 people. Uh, Europe in the first decade of the 21st century. So the first 10 years of uh, 2000s, 70,000 deaths. In Australia, Australia one was, that one was the craziest one because it's got a smaller area. So the population is smaller. But if you look at the average rates between worldwide and Australia alone, as in thinking of the space and the amount of people, it has 2.5s 
2.5 times the amount. So the, the, the percentage rate was 2 point times 2.5 times higher than the worldwide rate. Australia has had the highest amount of overdoses in 20 years. In 20 years. Like, and that's just 2016. So in 2016, they had more overdoses from prescription drugs, from heroin, from alcohol, from pills than they had ever had in 20 years. Like, that, if it's not an eye-opener to you, then I don't know what is going to get you to open your eyes a little bit. Because this is not just, my life is horrible. This has become a worldwide epidemic where everybody is struggling. They are doing drugs and dying over this stuff all over the world. And that's why I feel so strongly about what I do and how I do it and the ways that I do it. You know, uh, I was watching a documentary the other day about recovery and it, that's what kind of fueled the idea of what I wanted to do for this episode because, uh, you know, we all go through those trials and tribulations when we're in rehab and trying to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. But we tend to lose focus on what is actually happening around us, like the people that are involved in this kind of stuff, the people that are helping the ones that society has deemed unnecessary and unfit to be in the community. You know, there's still, there's still this huge stigma of recovery and, you know, like just because we got sober doesn't make us a better person. And in my eyes is complete fucking bullshit, complete bullshit, you know, and it's, it's really easy for me to, you know, sit here and say that now because I'm not the same person that I was a little over 17, about 17 months ago. Like, that's not me. That's not who I was. But I'm not the same person that I was at the age of 14. You know, my recovery has given me the opportunity to have a spiritual experience. And my my spiritual experience, I'm sure you've probably heard a million times that it wasn't a burning bush. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. But we all have our own individual spiritual experience and our spiritual awakening, awakening that helps us to further our recovery because it's really easy to get sober. It's dealing with life is what is the hard part, you know. Like I said, getting sober was the easy part. All I had to do was stop using. And once I found somewhat of a tool to use to stop doing it, then I was able to stay clean and I've got a little bit of time under my belt now. And, but it's the things that you don't even think matter to you. When they pop up, that's when you got to fucking reach out. That's when you got to use the tools. That's when you've got to do things to be creative with your recovery. And that's what I've done. You know, uh, the biggest part of what I just said to me is reaching out. You're going to reach out to somebody who's going to have their hand out for you, you know. And in my book, that's God's work. God will work through you or other people or anything as little as a piece of mail or a phone call or an ad on Facebook. 
I had a situation the other day where God is speaking to me through an ad, a video on Facebook about what I want to do and how my life and my goals are starting to evolve into something, into a bigger picture. You know, because the end result is the bigger picture. You know, we have to get the word out there that you don't have to sit in that fucking misery and pain. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do everything that we've done before just to escape a fucking piece of reality or a feeling or an emotion. That is not who we are. That is not how we are made. And that is not what we need to do. You know, I feel so strongly about the service work that I do, this podcast and, you know, being there for the next person. You know, you in the rooms, you hear a lot of all the little sayings like, one day at a time, you know, keep it simple, stupid. But the fact of the matter is, is that <clears throat> those things, they sound so dumb, but they're not. And the biggest one that has always stuck out to me was just do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. That's all you have to do. And if doing the next right thing means putting your fucking ego aside and putting your resentments and your hatred and your anger, even if it's towards a person that you do not vibe with, if they reach out for your hand in recovery, it is your duty to be there. It is our duty to give back what was so freely given to us. Now, I know that's hard and I know that's difficult sometimes, but if you think about it, somebody was there to fucking give it to you. Somebody did it for you. Somebody who had no idea who you were did it for you. So why can't you do that for the next person? You know, there. <clears throat> I was at a meeting just a little bit ago and, you know, meetings are my lifeline. They are my source of fucking hope and encouragement, you know, because it's really easy to get lost in the humdrum of life, but those meetings are what has kept me sane. Last summer, all I did was drive around in a car, listen to music, go swimming, and I would go to three or four meetings a day because that's what kept me sane. And I was sitting in the meeting hall today, and all I thought was this feels like home. And the only reason that I have that opportunity is because of people before me that started something and they felt enough motivation and they felt so strongly about it that they fucking started something and that has kept everybody going. You know, it's not a one person show. It's not. You know, and that's one thing that I keep in mind with this podcast is this podcast is not just me doing this. This is, this is, I'm doing this in the hopes that somebody will hear something in one shape or another and that will be that one, that thing that that person needs to hear that day. You know, because those moments happen to me all the time, even in just passing conversation. God will come out of the woodwork and he will show up and he will show out when you absolutely need him. And so this podcast is me reaching out, hoping to at least reach one person. Because if I can only reach one person and help one person, then I will have done something with this. 
You know, there is no notoriety chase. There is no money chase. There is nothing going with this. It is the simple hope that I reach somebody. You know, and with everything going on in this world and in this life and, you know, the craziness that is the place that we call home, like, we have to be able to find some kind of solitude and some kind of serenity in our life. And through my program, I found that. And I feel so strongly about this that I'm will always be the first person to speak up and say, this is what has helped me. And if that doesn't work for you, then I will help you find something that will work for you. But if this is, if there's even a, a slim chance of this helping you, then please do it. Find a fucking sponsor, work those damn steps and get something out of life. Life is too short to just fucking lose your mind and run away from your feelings and not deal with what is actually going on. It's too short. And I wish that more people, even if they weren't addicts or alcoholics, I wish that they would work the steps and work the, work this program. Because when I worked these steps, my spiritual awakening started from day one. Because I can process stuff and I can filter stuff out of my life that I don't need to worry about. I, I have found that freedom. I have found that serenity. And if there's one thing that if you know me at all, or if you listen to my podcast more often, that you'll know that I will fight for my recovery. I will fight for the things that I do. Because if, if nobody stands up to fight for them, then who is going to? You know, we uh, we use the terms a lot in, well, in my recovery, I like to use the term of a lighthouse. You know, I lighthouses are put on the side of the ocean to help boats in the ocean that are way out in the middle of nowhere to find land. So if I view myself as a lighthouse reaching out to the ocean that is addiction, and if I can help somebody get to shore, then I will have done my job as what God put me on this earth to do. You know, because God got me through all the craziness that I went through and all the hassle and all the struggle and the insanity that I was creating in my life. I got through that for a reason. You know, and I have learned how to just open my eyes when I ask and I pray what my duty in life is, if you just stop and open your eyes to the smallest little things, you'll start to find out what it is, you know, and when, when, and once you find out what it is and you act on that, then things will really start to just flow. Like, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I used to worry about if things came so easily that it, there was something weird and that I didn't know what to do because when everything's going so good, something bad has to happen. It doesn't have to happen like that. It doesn't. You know, it. it's just not the way it is. And 
I believe, I also believe that if you, you, we can manifest things as people, we can manifest, you can manifest your destiny. If there's something that you feel strongly about, then something is talking to you to tell you to follow that. It's never going to be etched on a stone from the top of a mountain. This is what you need to do. It's, it doesn't work like that. But if your heart is pulling you towards something, then that's what you need to do. And in my eyes, that if we're in this recovery thing together, because this is a we program, not an I program, we don't success, we don't succeed by ourselves. You know, together we rise. We don't we don't do this on our own. I didn't work myself through the steps. I had a sponsor to do it. I don't call myself when I'm having a fucking crazy moment when I have nothing else to turn to. I call a friend or I call somebody in this program. That is God's work. You know, that is what makes this program succeed. You know, they, uh, when they started way back in the 50s, about all these, like, when everything finally started to come to surface about what was actually going on and what we were dealing with in this world, people still fought it. People still argued about it. People still felt like it just wasn't how it was. And I like the fact that we're starting to really start to see this stuff nowadays, like we're really starting to see the epidemic that this has blossomed into, I guess is one way you want to put it. Like that's a horribly ugly blossom, but once now, now that, now that we're starting to really see this stuff and it's starting to come to head, this is the time that we stand up and fight. We don't, you, you can't, you can't just sit there and say, you know, I'm going to get clean and then that's going to be it. Like they call it a selfish program, but it's a selfish program to get you through the steps and to get on. But then the next fucking step in in my recovery, at least was to reach my hand out and start helping the next suffering addict or alcoholic. You know, God put this on my heart to do this podcast because the word needs to get out there. It needs to be broadcasted a little more, you know, and, like there's there's no time for anonymity in my recovery there isn't and i understand and i'm never going to bash people that live in the anonymity that don't want people to be known to know what they're doing like i completely support that because i still understand and i still completely agree that the stigma that's that's that is our addiction is still full force but if you think about it, any other movement that has ever gone on in the entire fucking span of humanity, somebody stood up and they said, this is not right. This is how it needs to be. And this is what we feel. And, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to stand up with thousands of other people that do this, that stand up and say the addiction, we can't have this anymore. Like we need to get this out of here. And, you know, 
there's been a program that has been fucking proven to work. You know, the book that the book that we work out of is the second most published book aside from the Bible. Something works in this program. Something is clicking with these people. Like, just to think about the amount of people out there that you have no idea. No idea what they've gone through or anything like that. But if they, the amount of people that have actually taken the time to fucking break themselves down and work these steps and do this, do the work that this program requires you to do. It's, it's, it's phenomenal to think about how many people that this has, how many lives it has, this has saved. And, you know, I'm blessed to be one of those. I'm blessed to be able to sit here and talk to a microphone and not talk to anybody, but in turn, talk to people. Like I'm reaching out. I'm putting that light out there that anybody out there that's still suffering and it doesn't matter if you're getting high because if you because you can lose your emotional sobriety just as quick as you lost your actual sobriety and that shit sucks. You know, but I've learned that doing the service work and helping the people out that need the help the most that is the most rewarding thing you'll ever come towards you know because when when you when you're when you're helping somebody and then they 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 have that genuine want to do it and then when, once they get going and then once that you watch that light come back on in somebody's eyes like there's nothing better than that there is nothing better than that to see life get flown right back into somebody and their cup just fill right back up. And, but that, isn't that what God intended? Isn't that what he wanted? Didn't he want everybody to love and support and be there for each other? So if that's what he wanted, why are people still fighting this? Why are people still discriminating against and being prejudiced and just, if you don't understand it, then that gives you no room to judge, you know, and I'm not the person that's going to sit here and judge you. Like I'm never going to be that person because I guarantee you I've been there and I've done what you've done. I've experienced the same hell that you have. And if I can get out of it and, and in turn help the next person get out of it, then I am doing what I need to be doing. You know, there's all these companies and like nonprofit organizations and sober living houses and treatment centers and <clears throat> just different, just different communities that are doing the work that are, you know, because there's a lot of work to be done with this. Like I've said in the very first episode, there's so many avenues that go, that flows in this recovery community that if we don't have one of them, then it's going to offset the other ones. You know, you have to have the detox centers that lead to the treatment centers that lead to the sober living that lead to the rooms that lead to, you know, sponsorship that lead to other positions. And then all that, like 
one person, all you need is one person to have an idea. And if it's an idea that is in God's will, then that idea will blossom and that will fucking take off. And then once you get that ball rolling, more people will join in on it. And that's what this program is all about. You know, and it, it comes down to, and I'm not saying you need to go out there and start this gigantic nonprofit organization that helps every troubled teen and everything like that. I'm not going to say that. There is a need for that. And we have those programs that are doing God's work that are helping those. And they only get to do that because they've taken the time to fucking get themselves straight. And, you know, but, you know, helping the next person, sometimes it starts with a smile. You know, that smile might break, brighten that person's day in a way that, you know, the next time they see you, it's just that, that little seed, that seed of positivity, that seed of love will, will blossom and will grow into something huge, you know, and. I say all the time to smile and help make the world a brighter place because we need that. We need that as a human race. We need these different fucking inklings of happiness and joy and positivity because we don't succeed in hatred. We don't. I, uh, watched a video on Facebook the other day. It was another one of those videos where, you know, you can really, I could really just tell that God was speaking to me. And it was a video about a bunch of kids passing around a post-it note that said, you are amazing. And each kid was dealing with something that was discouraging them. And then they would just see that post-it note and that right moment. And then they, they, they knew that they could do it. So it was this gigantic success story over just the smallest little thing. And my God is huge, but my God is also small, like a post-it note. So let God be a smile on your face. Let God be a hug in your chest. You know, because that is how God works. And that is what we need to continue to spread. You know, we have to, you have to spread that love. Love spreads so much easier than hate does. Because it is our natural being to love. It is our natural being to care. It starts as an infant and we lose sight of it as we get older because of the world we live in. But that's the difference. If we change the world we live in, then we will not lose sight of the love that is out there. You know, I love the fact that I have the opportunity to do this, that I have the opportunity to do the service work that I do, the people that I get to meet and the people that I talk to. And that is what my life's purpose is. You know, I don't see me working in a treatment center. I don't see me working like in a business. I want to help people. And if it's something as small as 
you listening to this podcast and getting a little light in your day, or if you see me on the street, if I smile at you, or if you get a hug, like that's what it is. That's where the love begins. Because, you know, we use the, we use the term in recovery that you plant that mustard seed because it's the smallest fucking seed you'll ever see in your life. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, it is so ridiculously small. But that grows into a fucking plant. So if you plant that little inkling of love and support and motivation in somebody and be that little bit of light in the darkness that they're in right now, that will break through. And once it breaks through, you'll get to witness that life and the love start to turn back on in their life. Because like I said, we lose sight of all of that stuff. We lose sight of who we are and where we came from. And it's so easy to do. Because it's so easy to get frustrated about that person driving crazy on the road. Or that person taking too long to pay in the line at the grocery store. you know, Or seeing somebody that you've had a problem with in the past walk back in the rooms or on the streets or something like that. It's so easy to have that anger flow back up because once you once you find the anger in yourself that is the easiest and fastest emotion to go to because for a while there that's all we knew that's all we knew i know that i still struggle with that daily i still struggle with the fact that i can get so frustrated at people i work with or people on the street or my neighbors like but i have the opportunity now to realize that when my brain is doing what it's doing and i can catch myself then i can take a step back and realize that anger is not how i want to live i do not want to be angry miserable or anything i want to fucking smile i want to be happy i want to sing i want to do what i want to do and i want to feel that peace that you see in children. I want that happiness that I see with the child playing with dirt like I used to. Like that's what I've always wanted and that's what I'm striving for now. And there's so many ways to get that peace and one of the big ways that I get it is by doing what I do. I absolutely love what I do. I love helping the next person. And I know that I'm just going on and on and on about the same thing over and over. But when I tell you that this is the biggest part of recovery, my program, anybody that I fuck with, any of their programs, that's what we do. Like we better ourselves so we can better the next person. I will not lack on that I will not take a step down from that I will always be there even if you fucking piss me off I will be there because that's my duty you know I'm here to give back so what was so freely given to me like that's what I do that's my job that's my t that's my role in life now and so I know I just kind of like rant and raved for 
a good 30 minutes about this, but I'm not kidding you when I tell you that I'm so serious when it comes to this. Like, there's no joking around. There's no fucking around with this anymore. Like, the word is out there. And if it's not out there yet, let's continue to try to get it out there. Let's start a fucking movement. Like, people need to know that that is not the life that they have to live. And so I challenge you to anybody who is listening to smile at somebody, to give somebody a cigarette, to give somebody a hug, to tell somebody hi. That's my challenge to you. And I want you to watch that, watch how they, watch what they do and how they react. I want you to see that because smiles are contagious, right? So I challenge you to get out there and I challenge you to make somebody happy. Even if it's just one person, that's what I want you to do. And then you'll see how fast it spreads because you never know how you're going to help somebody. God damn it! Fucking Christ. But do that for me. And if you feel like giving me some feedback on what you did and how you did it, then that would be awesome. I would love to hear what you did and how it helped that person. I would absolutely love that. So why don't we get out there, do the next right thing, and do a little bit of God's work. That's what he wants us to do. It's what Jesus did. So why don't we do it? So I think I'm going to cut this a little short and uh, I just have to reiterate that love spreads easier than hate. So how about we spread a little love and just do it. That's all I ask is just do it. But uh, anyway, so I guess... uh, If you liked what you heard, if you agree with what I said, then like the page, like the podcast, spread it, share it. You can now listen to me on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. You can find me on uh, iTunes. I think I just said that. But, uh, but, and also the Facebook page is called Parole from Hell. Uh, Again, you see my pretty face on there. Uh, But yeah, just tune in. I do this every week. Uh, I'm just serious about what I do, and there's no stopping me now. Now that I've got this thing rolling, like there's not going to be anything that's going to step in my way. This is what I do. This is how I'm going to recover. And if you're on board with that, fucking awesome. If you're not on board with that, maybe you should get on board. And uh, just spread the love, people, for real. Get out there and do something you know, help, help make somebody's day better. Again, that's my challenge to you just to smile at somebody, but, uh, that's going to be it for you guys. Uh, thanks again for listening. I, uh, am so very grateful for all the support and the feedback that I've been getting. So keep it coming. And uh, I guess I will talk to you guys next weekend.
And again, this is Jesse from Paroled from Hell, and you guys have a wonderful week.